Hey guys, what's up? It's Faith from faithmariah.com. Welcome back to another episode of my Blogging Breakthroughs podcast. This episode was originally a Q&A that I recorded in my Blogging Breakthroughs Facebook group. I hope you enjoy it. If you have questions for me, please come join the Facebook group. I would love to have you in there. I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help answer any questions that you have. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hi, hello friends. Hey guys, Jacqueline, you were asking me about uh, Facebook groups. So let me think. My favorite kind of free Facebook group is Jennifer Maker's group. Are you in that? I think it's called Blog What You Love with Jennifer Maker. If you're not in there, definitely go in there. I pretty much hang out there and in the EBA group. I I think you're in EBA, aren't you? I really like those two groups. That's kind of like where I'll go if I have questions or I want to hang out or I want to network or I guess I'm not much of a networker but (laughs) if I want to like chat or comment or whatever yeah you're in it I think that's a good place to network I don't really know that many other um I know Caroline Vassell or Vincil has a group too I can't remember off the top of my head what it's called that's a good one um sorry I also just started working for badass business babes you can join that that's not bloggers it's coaches and life coaches podcasters but there's a lot of like women that are good for networking and that's how I got my new job like I got a whole job out of that group of people so I think that group's called badass business babes um and that's a pretty good one and she does actually Lauren my friend who is a a life coach that makes multiple six figures every year so she really knows her stuff she does a free live stream every day at 12 in that group so that's a good resource if you want although it's not blogging specific it is good like business advice and I just started working for her I joined her company so I might be on the live stream in there as well I don't know yet So I'm going to be doing some blogging stuff with her. I thought I might talk to you guys about scheduling social media because that's what I was doing earlier. I decided I wanted to schedule out my posts in my Facebook group. So what I do is I just write out Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then each day of the week I pick a theme. So Monday will be like Mantra Monday where I'll give them like an affirmation or I'll ask them what their mantra is. I think Tuesday I did like Tips Tuesday and I'm going to ask them like share your mental health tips because I have a mental health group. So I pick a theme for each day of the week and then I go through my scheduler and I make a post related to the theme every single day in the scheduler and that way it's all scheduled to go out for the month. It really doesn't take me that long. The hardest thing is coming up with the themes but once you have your themes You can plug it all in the scheduler and then once you have a month's worth of content you can go back through you shouldn't reuse the exact same posts because facebook doesn't like that the algorithm doesn't like that it can tell when you recycle a post so you can recycle a post just reword it you know you can use the same thing or the same idea and it's fine to use the same post like month after month after month because the amount of content people consume on social media they won't remember Like they don't remember our social media posts usually. So that's how I do it. Other mental health blog networks. You know, I really don't. There's, I think an EBA group for not personal development. Maybe it's like spirituality actually now that I'm thinking about it. But there's not a lot of mental health bloggers that I've found that I've been able to connect with. 
there's more now than when I started. It seems like there's a lot of new people, which is awesome. I'm so here for it. And I think it's like a great niche and a great group of people to serve and a great thing to be talking about publicly. If you feel called to do that, I think it's a super important topic to be speaking on. Sorry, there's an airplane. But I don't know any like mental health specific groups. I'll have to think about it. Let me think, if I think of any, I'll put it in the group later. But off the top of my head, I can't think of any like mental health blogging groups. Maybe we should start one. I don't know. Maybe we should start one for EBI. Um, Jacqueline, how's your blog going? Where are you at? What phase are you at? Tell me how you guys are. What are you up to? What can I help with? What should I talk about? <laughs> It's been really cool, you guys, because I started working at my friend's company. It's a million-dollar coaching business that she has online, and I got hired onto her team. It's a small team. And it's been really cool because I felt like I really finally realized how valuable the skills that I've learned are. So for the past – I've only been blogging like two years. So for the past two years, you know, I've been busting my butt, taking courses, learning all this stuff, you know, Sorry, guys, I have messages coming up on my phone. I've been busting my butt learning all these skills, you know, taking Pinterest courses, doing all this stuff. And it always feels like you can't, sorry, my neighbor's dog, you can't realize like your progress that you're making, right? So I'm just taking these courses, you know, learning, 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 always working on my blog. I just always have my head down, right? I'm just always hustling, basically. But I didn't realize how much how many skills I had actually learned and how much knowledge I actually had until I joined her team. And then I was like, wow, like, you know, I can really offer a lot because I know about Pinterest. I know about conversion rates. I know how to grow an email list. And those are all areas that her team is really lacking in. And I was able to like step in and it really made me feel really good. So that's just something to think about as you're growing your blog and you're feeling frustrated and stuck and you're just working, 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 working. And you're not seeing the progress. Know that these are monetizable skills that you could potentially get hired for. So my job I have now, I work remotely. I work flexible hours. I am paid more money than I've ever been paid in my entire life, um, hourly pay. And so it's really, really good. It's like a really good source of stable income for me, especially I love my blog and I love my blogging income, but it goes up and down all the time. And it's just nice to know like I have a chunk of stable income coming in. I've been living off the blog like what, like a year and a half and it's been fine. But they always have this fear in the back of my mind that, like, it's all going to fall apart. <laughs> so it's nice having, like, some security. You just finished redesigning. Oh, good for you. I kind of have been, like, feeling the urge to redesign my website, too. But I'm trying to fight it because I feel like I don't really think that there's, like, a need to. Whenever I'm trying to decide what projects to work on or what to do, I always think about the ROI. And I don't think that redesigning for me, like redesigning my website is going to bring me in any more income and it's going to take me a bunch of time, right? So if a project's not going to bring me any income and it's going to suck a bunch of time up, <laughs> I usually skip it and do something else and I'll work on my email funnel, I'll work on my sales pages, I'll kind of tweak the things that I know when I improve them will bring me more money. So that's kind of how I do it and especially now... I'm entering like a really busy season with my new job and with the blog growing and with the podcast growing and um, things I feel like are finally really starting to come together for me in like a really a much bigger way than they they have before and so I'm just entering a busier season so I have to be more particular about what I spend my time on 
So I, I do kind of want to redesign though. I'm not going to lie. I just get that itch once in a while, you know, where the blog has kind of looked the same and I'm like, I kind of want it to look different. Like maybe I'll <laughs> change my theme or change my stuff. But I just know, like, I'm not tech savvy, so that stuff takes me forever. <laughs> like, I'm, like, doing a new WordPress theme and getting it set up is, like, <laughs> I don't even want to admit to you guys how long it takes. But it's a time suck. And it's mostly because of me, because I'm not good at tech stuff. Oh, Jacqueline says she had help. Yeah. I'm also, like, really guilty. Charlie, go on. My dog. You want to just want to say hi to my dog? <laughs> I'm also really guilty of never hiring anyone to help me which is honestly probably a, a fault. I don't think it's serving me at this stage anymore. It was great in the beginning because I was willing to learn all this stuff and like hustle and figure it all out myself. But now that I've grown and I have income, I've never hired anyone to do anything on my blog. The only time I've ever paid anyone is one time I crashed my website <laughs> and I had to pay Grayson Bell, who's like a tech guy that does all the tech stuff in EBA, I had to pay him to put my website back online because I basically broke it. But other than that, I've done every single thing myself. I produce the podcast. I do, you know, the graphics, the posts, the web design, everything. I've never hired anything out. And I think that that is to my detriment at this point, because I think if I invested the money to hire someone or to hire an assistant, it would probably generate me more revenue. But it just feels overwhelming for me to bring someone on. Like, I don't know. I've, I've been, like, playing with the idea of hiring an assistant. But I don't know. The idea of, like, supervising someone and, like, being in charge of another human. Like, I don't know. I don't know that that's for me. And I kind of like that the blog is small. It's like, how big do I really need to grow it? You know what I mean? And, like, how fast. It's like, I think having patience and just growing it as a one-person thing is kind of where I'm going. Oh, you're lucky. Your husband does WordPress for a living. If Grace, <laughs> that's awesome. I feel like I'm an awful. Yo, you're, I'm fine, Jacqueline. I'm here to chat. I'm just, I'm literally just sitting by my pool. I was trying to clean my pool up because when I was in LA, it, it's like full of leaves because I was in LA for eight days. So I'm just sitting here, like hanging out, drinking my, I'm taking a break, drinking my sparkling water. So I'm just here to chat with you. If y'all have any questions, let me know. I'm happy to talk about whatever. But yeah, that's awesome that your husband does WordPress. I'm so bad at that stuff. So, you know, I do a lot of Googling. I do a lot of trial and error. I do a lot of like that kind of stuff. And I've definitely gotten better at that. But tech stuff is never going to be my like bread and butter, right? It's just not. <laughs> Even my phone, like I know how to work things on my phone that I need to that I use all the time. But other than that, I don't know how to do anything on my cell phone. <laughs> mm. What other blogging things can I talk about? I've seen some people freaking out in different groups about the Pinterest algorithm. Have you guys seen that? Supposedly, there's going to be some big Pinterest algorithm change. And people are really nervous about it and really concerned about it and really worried about it. And to that, you guys might have already heard this rant from me. It's kind of like my answer to everything. But I don't. I don't care about the algorithm. Not that I don't care. Like, I like to be aware and I like to be smart, right? We need to be smart business people, smart business women, right? But I don't care about the algorithm. Like, I can't run my business from a place of fear. And when you're worried about the algorithm, when you're worried about what if this happens, what if that happens? Like, you know, there's a thousand bad things that can happen when you're a business owner. Things change all the time. And so you can't be playing the what if game in your head all the time because it's just overwhelming. And 
you don't want to run your business from a place of fear. I always try to run my business from a place of certainty, right? You guys have heard this from me. My success is inevitable. My success is inevitable. I always overcome those things. That's a, you see the difference? Like that's a place of certainty. I run my business from a place of certainty. I don't run my business from a place of fear. So when you're in the Facebook groups and you see people, you know, talking about the algorithm and like worrying about this happening or that happening, you know, don't buy into that stuff because it just slows you down, right? Anything that slows down my momentum, that slows down my creative energy, I don't have time for it, and neither do you, right? We have businesses to build. We have messages to spread. We have important things to do in this world, and we can't waste our time um, being scared of what could happen. You never know what's going to happen. The whole internet could crash tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> you guys know what I mean, though. And that's with any business, even like a brick and mortar business. You never know what's going to happen. Um, I had, we had a family friend last year that their restaurant caught on fire and like burned down. So you never know what's going to happen. But if you're walking around, like what if the Pinterest algorithm changes? What if my stuff isn't, you know, doing and all that stuff? It's just like a waste of your energy and it slows me down, especially I tend to get really overwhelmed, you know, because I do have anxiety and I do have like mental health issues that I deal with too. And so I can't entertain that fear it's it cripples me it cripples my creativity it makes me not want to go online not want to talk to people not want to do anything right it's just cripples me when I feel scared because I get overwhelmed and then I get stuck so I don't um entertain that and then the other thing I'll say about the algorithm is you know people are always like oh the the, the Instagram algorithm is changing or oh, the pastor's algorithm is changing. Google's algorithm is changing. There's always like changes in the algorithm. People are always freaking out. But I always think like, you know, I'm an overcomer. I'll figure it out, right? We're smart. Think of all the times in your life where you've had a challenge, something happened, and then you had to figure it out, right? It's the same thing. It's the same as anything else in your life. So you don't need to be scared of the algorithm. You know that you'll figure it out just like every other blogger has been doing for years, just like every other business owner has been doing for years, just like you've been doing your whole life, right? You figure it out. And I just don't want you guys buying into like the fear. There's a lot of like, I've seen like quite a few like kind of fearful posts going around on Facebook. And I understand like, I understand it's hard and it's scary and people are scared of change, but that's the business we're in. We're in a space, the online space changes all the time. The algorithms change all the time. Things change, all, traffic changes all the time, right? My traffic changes every day. Like, it's just the space that we're in. It fluctuates, it changes, it's a flexible time. Oh, hi, Stephanie. She said, just finished listening to all your blogging podcasts, love them. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. Oh, thanks. I'm glad that you like them. This is just kind of like a random side project I started because I just love blogging and I wanted to talk about something different hey just passing this message on from your other post oh thank you Jacqueline I appreciate that I'm doing EBA too and hearing whispers that you need a thousand people on your list at some point before you can move on hold on let me see if I can see the rest of your post this is like where I always screw up my phone when I'm trying to read people's posts a thousand people on your list at some point before you can move on how did you grow your list quickly okay so this is what happened to me I was in EBA I was cranking out stuff right um busting my butt because I hate my job. I'm miserable in my life, right? I'm like, I got to go all in and I'm getting through EBA and I got to the point, I can't remember what module it is. Um, I'm sorry, you guys, but there's a module further in where you need a thousand email subscribers. And I cried, you guys. I cried when I got to that point because at that point I had like 200 email subscribers 
And I was like, I'm never going to get a thousand subscribers. I'm never going to do it. <laughs> it was like literally like felt so defeated. And because I didn't know that that was coming. Right. I just didn't. No one told me that you, at some point you needed a thousand subscribers. So I was totally unprepared. I'm like, sweet, like starting the next module EBA. And I go to do it and it says you need a thousand subscribers. And I just started crying. Um, but then what I did I went back through all of my posts and this is what like I suggest you guys do is optimize your top posts, especially your top 10 posts. Go to your top 10 posts that are getting traffic, make a special opt-in just for that. So if I had a post like, you know, that's getting a lot of traction about anxiety, I had I made an anxiety workbook. I made an anxiety worksheet or, you know, 10 tips for anxiety, like printable, whatever. Make a special opt-in just for your top posts and put it in your post and work it in your post. And then another smart thing to do is just go in and see if there's anywhere you can drop affiliate links just on your top performing posts. I still do that. If a post like goes viral and starts getting traffic, I'll go back into that post. I'll clean it up. I'll put in better opt-ins. I'll put in and see if there's affiliate links that like make sense that I think are useful and good, you know, that serve my audience and I'll drop those in there and I'll just kind of go through and clean it up. So I did the opt-ins. I put opt-ins all over my dang website. If you guys go on my blog, you'll see I still have opt-ins all over my dang website. They're in my blog post. They're on my header. They're on the bottom of every post. They're in my sidebar. They're, they're literally everywhere I can put them. I have a pop-up. Um, so I did that. Put opt-ins everywhere. I messed with my opt-ins a lot. I had a lot of opt-ins that I've tried that just didn't convert. And so I had to mess with a lot of different things. And then the thing that has converted the best for me is my mental health planner. I've tried to like do other things that I think are better or more quality. I've tried to do like workshops even to give away or different stuff, but they just don't convert. And so that's the thing is like, you're going to have to trial and error to see with your audience, what your conversion rate is with your opt-in percentage wise, not traffic wise because if you're not getting traffic it doesn't matter what your conversion rate is right but yeah you want to get your opt-in what between one and two percent probably and then you want to grow your traffic right so i optimized my opt-ins um i went back to all my posts i added opt-ins all over my site i tried a lot of different opt-ins and then i started driving traffic and I, that's when I got really serious about Pinterest. I invested in like a bunch of Pinterest courses and I was just like, I had a lot of posts at that time. So I was just like, I'm getting traffic. I got to start driving traffic to this thing. And now I get, I, I don't know, like I get close to probably a hundred opt-ins a day on my site now. So like what a thousand used to seem impossible. Now I get that like, you know, multiples of that every month. So it's definitely possible, right? <laughs> But those are the names of the game. That's the name of the game, right? You need an opt-in that converts, that people want, and then you need traffic. You need people coming to the site. If you don't have those two things, you're not going to get your email list. And to be honest with you, you'll hear people say all the time, like, the money is in the list. And it's true. Like, for the most part, there's some people that are able to, like, make money without a big email list, but they're few and far between. So if you want to make a full-time income, if you want, like this lifestyle, if you want to be able to make a sustainable income for yourself, you need a big email list and you need to be able to grow it quickly. So it's worth figuring out how to do, um, because if you need a, li a big list, really, if you look at like the people that are making like crazy money, they have big lists. Oh, hi, Jonathan. How are you? So I hope that helps. 
Arlen, let me know if that makes sense. But also, like, don't worry about that. If you're not at that, don't worry about that. Um, the thing about EBA is, like, you have to just keep your head down. Don't worry about what's coming. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Don't worry about... Um, I'm really guilty of, like, anytime anything goes on sale, like other courses, there's, like, a flash sale. I want to buy it. I want to buy B-School every year. I want to buy all these different courses every time they go on sale. Don't do that. Keep your head down. Just do EBA. Do one thing at a time. And don't worry about, like, the future, right? We can't be scared of the future. You'll figure it out when you get there. That helps. Thank you. I have almost 200 now. See, that's good. You're getting subscribers. I don't know what your traffic is, but you have people, right? So just keep building on that. Um, if your opt-in is converting well, put it all over your website and then really focus on driving traffic. But you'll get to that point in EBA too. So dang, that's me too. Yeah, that's everybody in the beginning. Everybody starts from zero, you guys. I started from zero. I had no Instagram people. I had no Facebook people. I had no email subscribers. I had no traffic, right? We all start from zero. So it's okay that you're, like Ruth always says, like, don't compare your beginning to someone else's middle. So that's totally fine, like, that you're in that stage. Everyone goes through that stage. And the beginning is hard. That's why I want to support you guys because I know what it feels like in the beginning when you're just working and working and working and you don't see the progress. I know what that feels like and I know how hard it is. That's why I'm trying to help support you guys if I can. Having many opt-ins on your page, but can they be different content like receiving two different freebies? Yeah, I have multiple freebies on my site. I have tons of stuff on there. I have, I don't even know how many, like a lot. But yeah, they can get different things, and I don't care. If somebody wants to go in there and get all my freebies, like, how about it? Like, I, it doesn't bother me. So I'll give them um, two. ConvertKit doesn't count subscribers more than once, and I have it set up so once they're tagged with my welcome funnel, if they sign up for the opt-in again, they don't get the welcome sequence again. They get the freebie thing, the tripwire, but they don't get, like, my whole email sequence. They can only be in the email sequence once. So that's how I have it set up in ConvertKit, and that's kind of why I ended up having to switch. I really actually liked MailerLite, and it was honestly, like, so much cheaper. <laughs> I just switched to ConvertKit not that long ago, and it is expensive when you have a... Especially once you get a bigger list, like, it's a pretty penny I pay them every month. But I needed tagging I need, because people were getting my email sequences more than once, and it was just, like, a mess. So... I ended up switching to ConvertKit, and that way when people get my opt-in, it tags them, like, with the welcome sequence, and then if they sign up for something else, they don't get, like, the sequence again. Does that make sense? I hope that helps. But yeah, try different opt-ins. If your opt-in isn't converting, you have to, this is the trick, though, you have to make sure you have traffic, because if you have an opt-in, you could have the perfect opt-in, but if you have zero people coming to your website, you're going to have zero email subscribers. You see what I mean? So you have to have like a decent amount of traffic. You have to give it a decent amount of time, right? A decent chance to see if it performs well. But, you know, I tried a lot of different things before I found I have like one or two that convert a lot better than my other ones. But I had to go through all of these different things to find them. That makes sense. I'm just starting a travel blog, so this is all new. Oh, Stephanie, that's awesome. Travel blogging is so fun. I would love... I always like... I always want to start other businesses, 
but I always think it would be fun to have, I used to be like an outdoors counselor. I don't know if you guys know that about me, but I used to be a wilderness counselor and I always think it would be fun to have like an outdoor adventure brand, but I don't know. I'm just trying to like stay with one thing at a time. Okay, you guys, I think I'm going to finish cleaning my pool. I just had to take a little break. I hope this is helpful. I might record a podcast tomorrow, but I also just wanted to have like the option of like not doing anything tomorrow and not feeling guilty. <laughs> so I just wanted to come on here and like chat with you guys in case I can't get the podcast up. You're still getting like some kind of content from me. I guess I don't know if this is as good as a podcast or not. Whatever. <laughs> I'm doing my best, you know. But yeah, I like hanging out with you guys. If you have any questions, you can leave them in the group. I try to come in the group and like, you know, comment and reply to comments the best I can. And I'm here to help. And we can all support each other too. So I hope you guys are having a good day. I hope you have a great weekend. I'm going to get some rest. I'm going to maybe eat a fancy dinner. I kind of want to go out to sushi tomorrow. I'm feeling like a nice dinner, like cocktail vibe. You know what I mean? I've had a long week. <laughs> My body doesn't know what time zone it's in. Where can I find the podcast? Jacqueline, it's at faithmariah.com. You can find... So I have, this is the confusing thing. I have two podcasts. I have my one for Radical Transformation Project, which is like my big one, my main one, right? FaithMariah.com doesn't make, they make zero dollars. <laughs> it has like barely anybody on it. But I like making the podcast, so it's kind of just for fun. But RadicalTransformationProject.com has my mental health podcast. But you guys might like some of the content on there if you like kind of my style when I'm like riffing and like, you know, really passionate about what I'm talking about. That's kind of the style of that podcast. And there's a lot of things about goal setting, about mental health, about um, like positive thinking, all that kind of stuff. So you can check that out at RadicalTransformationProject.com. The blogging podcast is at FaithMariah.com. And that's specifically me talking about my blogging journey and sharing things I think will be useful for like new bloggers or people that are I just kind of like, I kind of wanted it to be like, I was going to call it radical pep talks for bloggers, <laughs> but I thought that was too long. So I called it blogging breakthroughs, but I, it's like literally for you to listen to, like if you need a pep talk. And I just like had this idea that when people feel like discouraged or people feel stuck, that they could go there and like get a little pep talk. And then I, I give some like practical information, but I'm so passionate about the mindset piece that like. I don't really care about the practical stuff. And you guys probably know that from me if you follow me. But I feel like if you if you have the right mindset where you're like, I have a message, I have a mission, I'm here to serve, I'm here to show up, I have to serve my audience. When you get that stuff in your heart, you'll find the strategy. You'll figure it out, right? That's why I don't care about the algorithm. I'm like, if Pinterest burns down, like I'll find my people. I'm here to serve, I'm here to show up, I'm here to do the thing. I have a message, I have people to help, I have people to serve, right? So... That's kind of the gist, I guess, of the podcast. But yeah, it's faithmariah.com. Okay. <laughs> God, I can't give a short answer to save my freaking life. I swear. <laughs> All right. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Do something fun. Maybe write some blog posts. I don't know. Okay. I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.